Poso maoni work, wai wanen kitanen ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamene hokihi. Welcome to the Nominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus. On this episode, I am joined by Vaughn Bowles, Public Information Officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. Uh, I would like to remind everyone you request you send in your COVID-19 related questions to us at podcast.mitw.org. Welcome, Vaughn. Thanks, Sheena. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. So um, this week... It was announced, uh, save the date, for a traditional powwow that will take place in September, correct? Correct. Okay. And is this replacing the contest powwow that usually takes place in August? Right now, right now there isn't any plans for the contest powwow that's usually in August, but there, there will be the traditional one in September. So, um, yes, as far as I know, it will be replacing it right now. But that okay. is subject to change. So okay. keep your eyes posted. What was kind of the thought process behind why they decided to go with the traditional versus the contest? To be honest, I actually wasn't involved in that decision-making process. But I know that the, one of the things that we've talked about in the IC team is that it's important for people to stay connected with a lot of their traditional practices and stuff like that. And so even though we couldn't do a contest, um, powwows have been a big discussion, things like um, the water walk was a, a large discussion. And, and some of the, the traditional practices, um, mm-hmm. we've tried to make it possible for you know individuals in the community to participate in those activities um, despite the the restrictions and stuff that have been in place so that's that's probably why they they wanted to do at least the traditional powwow and stuff this fall okay um so now that things are kind of changing quote unquote going back to normal <laughs> um, what kind of metrics or indicators um, is the tribe looking at in order to fully reopen so we're still looking at a lot of the similar metrics that we've been looking at, you know, the entire time, the number of new cases over, you know, f- seven and, and 14 day periods um, within the county and within the state and our surrounding counties, obviously. Um, the number of COVID cases that result in hospitalizations, number of hospital beds or percent of hospital beds available, and of course, the number of active cases. So those are those are the main metrics we're still looking at. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, they're looking pretty good. So we're okay. pretty hopeful that things will return to normal soon. All right. Good news. <laughs> yeah, great news. Okay. So this is a hot topic. Um, it's been asked a lot on social media. Will the rec center be opening to the public anytime soon? Oh, the rec center. Man, we talk, <laughs> a, we talk about the rec center a lot in IC because we want to be able to open it up. So, you know, we've been discussing it for months now there Mm -hmm. there have been a lot of requests that have come to us for people to use the rec center um and so you know we we really want to open it as but we know that you know if you gather a large number of people in an enclosed space that can still be problematic outdoor activities are still great um what I would say, though, is if we want the rec center to open up, we would encourage as many people to get vaccinated as soon as possible so we can safely up and use it and, and 
engage in indoor activities again on a regular basis. The CDC has already said that, you know, people that are fully vaccinated can return to, to indoor activities. And so we just like to encourage that within the community. And then we can we can feel a lot better about opening that up. And there's still some hesitation on IC. So if you want it open, encourage friends and family members that aren't vaccinated to get vaccinated right now. <clears throat> and is it just kind of the the nature of the the fact that people are working out is that why it's kind of more risky well there there is that there's a lot more you know exhalation if you know someone's on a treadmill and breathing hard mm -hmm. and stuff like that um one of the one of the main concerns and considerations is how well it, it's cleaned afterwards yeah. um you know some people aren't always great about you know cleaning off their exercise equipment let alone you know wiping down an entire room afterwards so mm -hmm. that's that's part of why you know we've we've shied away from opening the rec center back up i gotcha yeah. okay so um will there be another payment to tribal members sometime soon uh tribal administration hasn't indicated right now that there's going to be another stimulus payment from the tribe um okay. it doesn't mean that there won't be another federal one um okay. i know last week we talked about the the changes to the child tax income credit and stuff and how that kind of will become like a monthly sure. thing starting in july um but as far as i know no new stimulus checks on the way okay um so how is the tribe progressing with uh vaccinations uh do you have updated statistics you want to share with us um about community vaccinations yeah you bet uh so so far um our uh, community tribal vaccination programs uh, have distributed 6,803 vaccinations. Um, there have been 3,532 first shot Modernas um, and 3,158 second shot Modernas. Uh, we've given out 15 Johnson & Johnson vaccines. Those are the one shots. Um, and then we've started uh, releasing Pfizer vaccines um, and we've given out uh, 175 of those to youth ages 12 to 18. Okay. Um, so does the tribe have any other plans for vaccination incentives for the community? Yes, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I know that's everyone's favorite. Sort of is a, is a great answer. Um, so right now they're doing their current uh, vaccination incentive until June 10th. Um, okay. We're at the point where if individuals get their second shot of uh, either Pfizer or Moderna, um, before that time, they'll get a $20 gift card to Subway, Save-A-Lots, or the casino. Um, the clinic's working on a new incentive for, you know, June 11th and, and beyond that. Um, they haven't, uh, they haven't uh, landed on what exactly they're going to do, but the the two ideas that were tossed out to me are pretty cool. And I was like, oh man, I would have loved to wait and, and gotten my vaccine for that. <laughs> I shouldn't say things like that, but they're pretty neat. And so uh, once they decide what they're going to be doing, we'll let everyone know. Okay. Um, so Vaughn, you had mentioned to me earlier that there was kind of some interesting news that you had regarding kind of the medical side of um, vaccination and immunity. Can you talk about those? Yeah, there was good news this week came out of MIT and Harvard. Uh, they did a study and they found that the mRNA vaccines for COVID, um, the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, 
um, are highly effective at producing antibodies um, in pregnant and lactating women. So what does that mean? It means if a pregnant mother or a breastfeeding mother um, wants to protect their infant, they can get either one of those shots and they can pass on um, antibodies to their infant child and get them essentially immunized. So uh, they wow. found that the antibodies were passed through the umbilical cord and also the breast milk. So good news there for protecting small children. Um, and just got a caveat that, you know, they've found that children aren't, aren't as prone to death due to COVID, but, mm-hmm. um, what the, the antibodies would do is protect them from the inflammatory response that COVID regularly causes. Um, that inflammatory responses is responsible for a lot of long-term damage, um, that people have experienced with COVID so far. So it protects, you know, the heart, the lungs, the brain, things like that, the kidneys, the eyes, um, it's, it would be highly beneficial for children to, to be vaccinated. And now that infants can, now we know that infants uh, can receive those antibodies. We'd encourage, you know, mothers to do that. Um, and then there was something else about natural immunity that you mentioned. Yeah. So some doctors out of John Hopkins were, um, fairly certain at this point that um, natural immunity also lasts long term. So if you've been re- uh, sick from COVID and you've recovered, it's likely you'll have um, an antibody protection level um, equal to individuals that have been vaccinated. Um, if we wanted to look at it, we've vaccinated um, roughly, you know, 3,200 people in, uh, in the community. Um, and we've had another 800 or so who have had COVID. So that's potentially, you know, just under 4,000 people out of a population of 4,500 that have some level of immunity. That's really good. So if you just are looking at our vaccinated population, um, you know, including those who've just had one vaccination, we're, we're coming towards the, the 70 mark. If you include those who've recovered, we're closer to about an 87% mark, which is really good. Um, you know, that said, don't go crazy yet. Shano, Langlade, O'Connell County are all around the 40% mark for their vaccinated levels. They also have higher populations. Um, so we still recommend caution, but we're getting where we need to be, which is exciting. That's really great news. Yeah. So did you have any other final message to people before the holiday weekend? You know what? Enjoy the holiday weekend. Go out, you know, enjoy time with family, be outside. Um, be safe and uh, I, I hope everyone has a great time. Thank you, Vaughn. You bet. Thanks for having me back. Wywanan, for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. I do weekly updates with Vaughn. I do welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19, so please send those to us via email at podcast.mitw.org.